I still can't get over the name Serious Black. Like, this dude's just straight up like, Hi, my name's John Evilman. So this chapter starts with a fucking explosion of unnecessary adverbs. In the first, like, four sentences, the narrator uses the word quite twice. He is described as being quite still, and then, like, two sentences later, quite alone. And then he has absolutely nowhere to go, which is an absolutely unnecessary adverb. And the reason you don't want to use a word like quite is... Or really, you know, you try to get rid of your adverbs. There's an actual reason for it. And the reason is that it really doesn't tell you anything. It's just adding unnecessary words to make people have to read more to get the same information. The fact that he's quite upset or that he was quite still doesn't help us any more than just saying that he's upset or that he's still. Right? I don't have time for this shit, people. Let's fucking go. So then Harry's got a bad feeling that he's being watched and he has a plan to get himself out of there and ride the rails like a hobo from the 20s. And so he lights up his wand with the con- with the command Lumos. And then he sees like a dog or something. And it's unclear at this point whether the dog is an actual thing or just like a hallucination. But then out of nowhere, a big purple double-decker bus appears. And it's described as violently purple. Which is another stupid adverb and also a stupid way to describe a color. And it's called the Night Bus. And there's some stupid guy named Stan Shunpike there. And he's like, hi, I need to introduce myself as a guy who is on a fucking magic wizard bus that picks up stranded wizard children. And this dude is like 100% a pedophile. And then, but he keeps saying chew as like an affected way of saying, like, what, you know, what are you? He's like, chew looking at. Chew fall over for. I hate this dude, basically. And Harry's like, yo, there used to be a giant dog in that alleyway, like a giant black dog. Because apparently that's that's something that there used to be in the alleyway. And Stan is like, he's like, whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to ever come back to this plot point. We're done with the dog thing, okay? So he's like, chew got a big dumb ting on your forehead. And Harry, uh, and then Stan asks Harry what his name is. He's like, Chew is your name, Chew, Chew your name, bruv. And Harry's like, My name is the weird, sad kid who lost his toad. And then they negotiate over various bus ticket packages. It's like, it's fucking Spirit Airlines. Like, okay, well, if you want to bring your shit on, 40 bucks extra. And then Harry takes a seat behind the driver. And the driver sucks and is crazy. And like, the lampposts move out of his way and shit. It's all very zany. And so then Stan starts reading a paper, and that criminal guy, Sirius Black, he's on the he's on the paper, and Harry's like, oh, it's that one dude. And Stan's like, no shit, weird said kid who lost his toad. This motherfucker is famous. And so then Harry, like, reads the article about him. And I think we've talked about this shit before, but journalistic standards in this world are just bizarre to me. This article is like, 
Sirius Black is the most famous prisoner of Agrabah. He's so tired of all these Star Wars. And then they quote Cornelius Fudge, uh, who's the head magic fucker guy. And, but the journalist keeps throwing, like, weird-ass asides about the interview. Like, oh, Fudge was all irritable when I asked him about this shit. And that's a weird thing to do in a, you know, objective reporting article. And, but then, so, apparently, Fudge is getting flack for telling Tony Blair about the serious Black issue. And, but Tony Blair was like, no, it's cool, I'll keep your wizard shit safe. And so then we, we finally get the actual important thing about the article, right at the very end, where, you know, every, every good journalist likes to put the important shit. And the important thing is that Sirius Black killed 13 people with a spell. And then Stan, the weird pedophile guy, tells him that Black is basically like a Voldemort mini-boss. He's basically like, this is the guy for this book. You gotta just, like, deal with this one guy, but just for this book, and then you'll defeat him at the end of this book, and then we'll go on to someone else for the next book. And then Harry's like, okay, that's cool. I understand that. I understand the, uh... You know, the cash cow that this series has become. And then we get some scenes uh, about how when Harry Potter fucked up Voldemort, uh, the, the cops came and kind of pulled a Simon Wiesenthal and rounded all his dudes up. And so then when they tried to capture Sirius Black, there was a showdown and 13 people died. And so, of course, because this is wizard shit, they all engaged in like this giant cover up. And they said these people all died in a gas explosion, right? And it's just a pizza place. And so they sent him off to the Whispers, sent Sirius Black off to the Whispers, and which I'm told is no fucking picnic. But he escaped, and apparently he's the first person ever to escape. And then the conversation turns to the injustices of the Whispers industrial complex, and the dude uh, spills Harry's hot chocolate all over his pillows. And then they drop Harry off at Diagon Alley, which is still an idiotic pun of a place where wizards go to get their wizard shit. And who is there to greet Harry Potter but the Minister of Magic and brother of E.L. himself, Cornelius Fudge. And so they go into the Leaky Cauldron, and that's like a bar. And Cornelius Fudge is like, okay, a couple three things right off the bat. First of all, we deflated your aunt and gave her the old Eternal Sunshine procedure. So that's all honky-dory, bro. And then he's like, oh, and your abusive aunt and uncle are pissed, but they still want you to live with them so they can torture you some more. And so we're going to let that continue. And then Harry doesn't, for some reason, ask why not just eternal sunshine those idiots as well, right? Just like, fucking do it. Who cares? But then Fudge even kind of like hints that he knows that Harry is in an abusive household, but he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like, sucks to be you, most famous wizard kid of all time, who we, for some reason, don't feel any sort of obligation to protect. But then he's like, okay, you're staying with this innkeeper dude for the next two weeks until school starts. And then Harry, like, bizarrely asks what his punishment is for using magic out of turn or whatever. And Fudge is like, nah, nothing, who gives a shit? And Harry's like, but I thought you said I was going to have to go to prison if I use magic again. And Fudge is like, no, 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 you're, um, you're, you're white. You're white, so we can just, you know, 
be lenient. We could just change that on you. And Harry's like, but I inflated my aunt. And he's like, yeah, but you did it while white. And so, you know, but it's, it's, it's clear something's up. And then Harry's like, well, can I go to that wizard field trip place? I didn't get my shit signed by my uncle because I had to bounce after inflating my aunt. And the minister's like, nah, fuck that. You are not going to that thing for some reason. And so then Harry is all sad and he goes up to his room and his owl is there, uh, which he thinks is really neat. And then for some reason, I don't know, he really likes his owl. It's like, you know, it's a fucking thing. And then uh, he falls asleep and that's it for good old Harry the Runaway. It's the end of that chapter. And so uh, the good news here is that the wizarding world, for all its flaws, does seem to have a pretty decent, if ad hoc, social safety net, at least as it relates to the most famous child wizard of all time. Like, seriously, if him being in a hotel and being watched by the innkeeper guy was an option this whole time, it makes the fact that they made him stay with his abusive aunt and uncle even worse. Like, everything we learn about this dude is like, oh, he exists in a society that just fucking sucks. Kind of like, uh, uh, us. So that's relatable. 